It's an off day today. We got some updates coming from practice and the NHL PA polling results were released today. That is always a fun, fun read. Austin Matthews, though, did not get enough respect. I'll explain why on today's edition of Locked On Leafs. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me is my co-host on the show. It's Dave Morrissey from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. And uh, the NHLPA player poll came out earlier today, Dave. We're going to dig into that one. Uh, Locked on Leafs is a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcast from. You can also now check us out on YouTube. Uh, would really appreciate if you all went and subscribed. We're up to 600, Dave. We finally hit the 600 mark today. Um, 60% towards our goal of 1,000. And once we get to 1,000, folks, another giveaway will be initiated. So the closer we get to it, um, we'll let you know what the giveaway is. But just know, you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. Uh, Dave, how are you feeling today, bud? I feel like it's, it, it's, it's a weird situation. There's one more game left in the regular season, and it just feels like it's dragging. It's dragging. We are crawling to the finish line, Dave. And uh, there wasn't really much going on in Maple Leafs land today. They did have picture day. It was picture day for the Buds. And then they had a little bit of an optional skate. But it just really, really seems like uh, the playoffs can't come soon enough. No, yeah. especially I think there's a lot of teams right now and a lot of fans that just they're just like, can we just end of 81? Yeah. We- hey, we got our, we got we got all sixteen teams already sorted out, right? Exactly. The, the Dallas Stars it. won tonight, um, or they picked up a point in overtime. Actually, lost. <laughs> Funny enough, but they picked up the one point they needed to eliminate the Golden Knights. So we now have all sixteen teams. What do we need to play eighty-one games for? Let's just lock it in and let's get going. I. It's one of those where, like, you look at. Uh, the last game you're just like what what like do we even want to watch like what's their like the only reason why you usually would watch those games is if someone's making their nhl debut right they're again we talked about the milestones but we've already reached i mean there's only one milestone still technically within somewhat reach if you have a lot of faith in mitch martyr being able to put up a bunch of points on the boston bruins but yeah, like, is, is there like anything that Leafs fans want to see in this final game? I just, I just don't see it right now. Yeah, shy of uh, a three-point performance out of Mitch Marner, a five-point performance out of Jason Spezza, who's five shy of a thousand in uh, his career. Outside of that, man, like you're just like a, a noodle set at best. It's got to be a no hitter, not only for Toronto but for Boston too. Like neither of those two teams want to risk any sort of injury. So, like, it's just going to be a soft game, pretty much shinny. We're going to watch shitty hockey be played. 
on Friday night in what's supposed to be a, a regular season finale. And I hope we get to see Mitch Marner put up 100. I don't even know if he's going to play. There wasn't really any indication on who's going to start and who's going to sit. Um, today when Sheldon Keefe was speaking, it's kind of still up in the air. They're still trying to figure it out. Uh, you know, we, we spoke about it yesterday, though. I, I don't th- I think Matthews is probably done. I think you give him the night off. Maybe you try Mitch Marner and you, you give him an opportunity to go out and, and get those three points. You say, all right, we'll put you out there five on five power play, but he's not killing penalties. I'll tell you that much. The question that I have, and we didn't really get into this yesterday, is, is where are you at with the goaltending? You want to go with Jack Campbell or, you know, you want to give one more game to the backup and, and allow Jack Campbell to rest. But at the same time, now you're looking at a week between starts for Jack and, and he's rolling right now. Is that, is that time off? Uh, were you at all or, or were you at with Jack in, in tomorrow's game? If you're Sheldon Keith, you playing him, you're not playing him. What are you doing? Uh, it's a, it's always, there's always like the toughest things that co- like really, when you think of all of the things coaches have to think about, this is just one where I just go up to the goaltender and be like, what, what would you prefer? Do you prefer to get in this final game? So you're rolling into the playoffs or do you just, if you're the coach, you're just like, yeah, you know what? I just saw UC Saros go down. Uh, we just saw what happened to Carolina losing both of their goaltenders. Yeah, Jack, you're uh, you're you're. Don't worry about it. You got the night off. Be ready to go Monday or Tuesday, whenever that first game is. Right, and, and Jack Campbell was asked about that today at practice. Uh, if you want to pull up that tweet that we saw, David Alter nicely uh, transcribed it for us, uh, and, and it's on Twitter. But he was asked, like, "Hey, what's your feeling on tomorrow? Like, do you want to play? Like, if you're asked, like, what's?" What's the situation there with you? And essentially uh, his answer was, I just go in when coach puts me in and feel really good right now, just like the team does. Whenever I get the nod, I'm ready to go. So, again, it's Jack Kip. That's the thing with Jack. Like he, He's a nice guy. He's never going to say, nah, I, I think I prefer the night off. He's never going to also demand the net. Like That's just kind of his demeanor. He's just going to go with the flow, whatever the coach wants. And if I'm the coach, and you already alluded to it also, we probably give the guy the night off. Like we just don't, we don't need that unnecessary headache of a risking a potential injury. Right. Like I just, Jack, I, you had a terrific regular season. You finish it up with a shutout. Why don't we stay with those positive vibes? And then the next time that you get out there will be game one for the Stanley cup playoffs. That's how I'm playing it. Yeah. I just don't want an unnecessary meltdown to happen. Well, that too, right? Like he goes out there. What if he gives up five? Is he, is, is that going to, like, mess with his confidence heading into the playoffs? Like, you would think going back into the crease for game one, if you gave up a five spot on the Friday, you probably wouldn't feel as good about yourself if the last time you were in the crease was last week when you got a shutout, right? Like, I, mentally, I think it's it might be smart for that to be his last game and to be his lasting impression rolling into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah like... You you have to really balance what you feel like, especially with Jack Campbell. We know he's dealt with those m- mental hurdles, I'll say, like in terms of how my, how he critiques his own performance. But in a game that doesn't mean much to the Leafs or any, well, doesn't really mean anything to the Leafs, he would probably look at it a little bit differently. But 
Yeah, like you, you always have to keep that in the back of your mind. I mean, we already know that it's very, very unlikely that the Leafs see the Bruins. I mean, the only time you would, if let's say Boston does clamp down on that second wall card spot, and that's where they end up being, realistically, unless they get all the way to the conference finals, I mean, anything's possible. This is not an opponent you're likely not going to see for the rest of the year. Right. Yeah. So exactly. that's the other thing you have to keep in mind as well. Yeah. Um, one more quick update for the game on Friday. Sheldon Keefe did mention that Rasmus Sandin, who a week ago he said perhaps he can get in in the final week of the regular season. We're not going to see Rasmus Sandin in the game against Boston, not ready to go quite yet. So he won't be able to get a tune-up before the postseason, which to me probably speaks to where he's at, which is not 100%, not ready to go. Not sure he factors in. Uh, early on, at least in the playoffs, he probably at this point, if he can't get in in this final game on Friday, he's probably your eighth defenseman at the, at, at this point, just based on health and hasn't been able to play in a while. Yeah, like this is a this could be a case where if the if the power play is struggling or you know they need someone to provide a little bit of that offensive boost. All right, Rasmus, let's see if we can get get you in there. But yeah, like. For, he's still young. This is a guy who's still developing and learning at the NHL level. I'm okay if he's not thrust into a situation that just does not help in his development at all. Um, you know, I also wonder maybe he could have gotten some time with the Marlies just to get him back up to speed. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm of the you know, This is a little bit different with the Jake Muzzin thing, where their Leafs are almost counting on him in a way. Yeah. to provide that playoff-style hockey that they need. Like, Rasmus Sandin, I'm not saying Rasmus Sandin can't play playoff-style hockey. But it's a question mark. Like, yeah. it, not to pick on one game and reference one game specifically, but the, the most glaring, like, game I can think about and situation I can think of where Rasmus Sandin gave me that feeling like, uh-oh, what's this guy going to do in the playoffs when play picks up like that is when he just got bodied by Ryan Reeves in front of the net in that game against the Rangers. And it was really the whole team that, that struggled that night, not just Rasmus Sandin, but I do recall Sheldon Keefe essentially calling the team soft. Like, and, 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 you know, Rasmus was a, a big proponent of that for his play in front of the net, not clearing the, the, the net and, and allowing the Rangers to get a couple of goals on him. So it's almost like, okay, it, I don't know. if It's not fair to say that he can't play, that style of game, but it was a little worrisome in that, in that outing, I would say. Um, so it's, you're right. It's, it's completely different than, than Jake Muzzin uh, in that regard, but Hey, Sandine as your eighth defenseman, I think that's a good thing. We'll take that all night long. It means that uh, they're a deep lineup, which is something that we haven't been able to say in, in quite some time, I would say for, uh, for the Maple Leafs, especially on the blue line. I mean, you had guys, you know, like Jake Gardner was a top pair defenseman for this blue line for how many years in the playoffs? Like the first couple that, that Marner and Matthews were here. Does Jake Gardner make this roster right now? Like, I, I, I don't, maybe he does just because, you know, maybe on a third pair, but like, if you look down the middle or on the left side, at the very least, Riley, Muzzin, Geo, I don't, I don't think I, would put him in. So that just speaks to how deep this, this defense is at this point. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with that. Like that, that's been the biggest transformation over the last few years for 
this Leafs team. And I, I think this is where people talk about the expectations for this team. And like we have to understand that when you make this many changes to a group, especially the blue line, that chemistry means so much. It takes time to find that right formula. Like the Leafs have been constantly making those changes. And I just remember what that blue line was like in that first series against the Washington Capitals versus what it is now. Night and day, yeah. right? And no. I think that's something that continues to be the most underrated part of Kyle Dubas's work here with the Leafs that I don't think gets enough credit because it's taken maybe longer than maybe some have thought, but patience comes, you know, good things happen to those who are patient or are willing to wait for it. I've been a little more patient, I think, than most Leafs fans. Yes, have I been frustrated with how things have gone? Absolutely. But I also know that, you know, it doesn't, you don't build a contender overnight. I mean, unless you're the Vegas Golden Knights. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they're not in the playoffs for the first time in uh, in a very, very long time, which eh, I'm not I'm not upset about it. Not upset about it. Not going to lie. And, oh, poor Vegas. You know, poor fan base of Vegas that they're going to have to be watching different teams play in the postseason. I'm trying to see what the lineup was for the Maple Leafs in the playoffs that year. And I'm, I'm just trying to see exactly. Who the uh, like who started game one on the back end for them? Uh, I'm just trying to find it right now, and I'm just struggling here to find this, and I can't. But yeah, you're, you're right. It's at the end of the day, it's it's extremely extremely different. Uh, it's way. I, I can give you names. I can't give you the exact pairings. Like you got Morgan Riley, you had Matt Hunwick, you had Roman Polak, Jake Hunwick. Gardner. Polak. Like, like those were like the this was not exactly the most stout defensive group um <laughs> in the NHL by any means. Like um here, if I even pull up I'm just pulling up the roster right now so I can give you a better look. Like, you know, this is a group that had I hey uh Alexi Marchenko was at one point on this team. I mean, Nikita Zaitsev, that was the other name I was thinking of. It was like Zaitsev Gardner was that second pair. Yeah, like Zaitsev and, and, and Gardner. Like, Morgan Riley and Matt Hunwick were your number one pair in the playoffs. Marty Marincin played six playoff games. Connor Carrick played six playoff games. Matt Hunwick played six playoff games. This defense in the six-game series legitimately, let me just exactly figure out what this was. Gardner, Zaitsev, Riley, Hunwick, Carrick, Marty Marincin, and Polak got into a couple of games because uh, Zaitsev missed two. Those are the seven defensemen that this team had that played in that first round back in, in the first year that they made the playoffs. Just compare and contrast that to what they got going on this season. I can't even fathom this, how much better this defense is than it was previously. And that's a big reason as to why I think also, you know, Jack Campbell's had this resurgence because he's just playing that much better because there's defense in front of him that are keeping the net clear that aren't allowing multiple high-scoring chances, um, and it's really helped Jack kind of refine his game as well. 
All right, Dave. Um, on the other side, the NHLPA player poll came out. It's one of the best, most, like, it's probably my favorite hockey content that comes out each and every year. Um, if you're unfamiliar with it, literally, they poll the NHL players. And it's stuff like, you know, if you had one goalie, who would you want? Who's got the best shot? Who's the best player, best defender, best passer, stuff like that. And there's even some fun off ice stuff, right? Like who's got the best style, who's got, you know, the best stick and tape jobs and, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. So we're going to go through that list uh, in just a moment. But before we get there, you talk about style. I guarantee you, whoever gets best style in this list, which we'll reveal, definitely got to have a pair of Shady Rays. Am I right? Yeah, I wish I had mine with me. Incredible sunglasses, but let me give you a little more info here on our friends at Shady Rays. They're an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed, durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays Insane Protection Program. Shady Ray includes loss and broken protection for every pair. They'll send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try. And if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to Fight Hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com. Use Locked On to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's Locked On. That's the promo code for their best deal of the season, 50% off for two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Welcome back into the Lockdown Lease Podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano. Dave Morsuti with me. We're your host here at Lockdown Leafs, a daily Leaf-centric podcast, hopefully. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in to the show, appreciate you for giving us a shot. Hopefully you enjoy it. And you subscribe wherever you get your pods. You can also find us on YouTube if you're listening to us via audio. And you can check out uh, the YouTube channel as well. And uh, like I said, once we get to 1,000 subs, it'll initiate another uh, fan giveaway for our listeners. All right, one of my favorite favorite piece of hockey content came out today the 2021-2022 nhlpa player poll dave let's just go through this thing you could probably pull it up actually we can go through it so that those on uh, on youtube see this is the bo- the the bonus benefits of being on youtube and checking us out on the video stream is you can also see what we're looking at and you can see exactly what's going on here so i'll obviously also talk about it audio wise so that those who are just listening are also in the know. So the first one, uh, the first little section is like some on ice performance stuff. So uh, anybody in the PA can vote. It's typically like a few hundred people end up voting on each of these subjects. Um, So the first one though, is if you need to win one game, who is the goalie you would want on your team? Andre Vasilevsky was the winner at 37.4. Carey Price came in at 13.9 after that. Yeah, I got no problem with that, Dave. Uh, Vasilevsky is yeah. my number one, I would say. The Flower coming in at number three. Shesterkin is somebody who I thought may be up there a little bit uh, a little bit higher, especially over a guy like John Gibson, who hasn't really played particularly well this season. Um, what about you? Is there someone who you feel like was kind of left off the list here? 
Um, I you know some people were quite price was so high, and I'm I'm like I think people forget what he did when healthy for the Montreal Canadiens last yeah. year. Like, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. Go ahead. A healthy Carey Price brought the Montreal Canadiens to the Stanley Cup final. He did not play this year, besides a handful of games. And this team is dead last in the NHL. He might have been a big reason for it and had won big games, closed out three series. Yeah, I'd say Carey Price, who also has a lots of international success. It's a pretty clutch goaltender. I'm not surprised by this. No, I'm 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 not as well. Like Jonathan Quick was the one that surprised me the most. Yeah. I yeah. thought, you know what? I'm gonna throw some low love here for Thatcher Demko. I would take yeah. Thatcher Demko over Jonathan Quick. Yeah, same. And John Gibson, to be honest with you. Um yeah, I, yeah. I would as well. No, I, I, I agree with that. There's a lot of legacy like that's the thing with this. There's a lot of legacy picks when it when it comes to these. For sure. You know, and, and sometimes you got a lot of the older guard who just aren't ready to vote for some of the new up and coming guys, you know, just because they played and respect a lot of the older players. And, and then you typically see that happening here in these PA polls. All right, next one. This one was juicy. If you need to win one game, who is the one skater you want on your team? Connor McDavid came in first place with 42.4% of the votes. Crosby second, Victor Hedman third, Barkov fourth, McKinnon fifth. Dave, how the hell does Austin Matthews not crack the top five? This is standard Leafs bashing. I will not stand for this. I, I, like, how do you not want the guy who is leading the league in goals, has proven to be a monster at even strength, so in a game where you may not get all the you know, power play opportunities, hate to say it's Conor McDavid, that's where you do make most of your bread and butter at some points. Not a lie. Not a lie. Um, and seeing how he has played defensively, look, Sidney Crosby, amazing player, one game, he can do damage. We haven't really seen that from Conor McDavid yet in terms of that one game where you need a win. Conor McDavid hasn't really done it yet. No, but you know he can. Like he's got yeah, he's that breaking talent. Like you, you know he can. Like I, the top two, you know, McDavid, Crosby. I'm okay with that. Even Victor Hedman, if if you believe that defense is is an extremely important thing to have uh, on a team, I can even live with that. But to have Alex Barkov at three and a half percent and in the top five over Austin Matthews just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And I get it. Barkov, you know, one of the best two-way players in the NHL, but so is Austin Matthews at this point. Like, the leap that he's taken this season, to me, you couple his defensive instincts, the fact that he leads the NHL in takeaways and also leads the NHL in goals. He scored 50 goals in a 50-game span, and you're going to tell me that's not somebody who you want on your team. The guy averaged a goal a game for 50 games. You're starting the game up one nothing. How many players can you say put your team up one nothing at puck drop? Exactly. Only, only Austin Matthews since like 1995 has been able to do that in a 50 game span. Preach, preach, wow. AB. You know what this makes me feel too. Like we 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 talked to well, I said it slightly in jest, but I actually believe it. You know, talked about how he should be the Ted Lindsay Award winner. 
what this player poll tells me is is he might not get it. They may give it to Connor McDavid. Like, because this is the players voting. This isn't, keep that in mind, right? This isn't media um, or GM. Like, this is the players themselves, the same individuals who vote on the Ted Lindsay Award for the best player in the league that year. Based on this poll, and we don't know exactly when, uh, you know, the votes had to be in. I guess it could have been a preseason poll. I'm really not 100% sure. I would imagine not. It's rather, you know, this year it's a 21-22 poll. Mm-hmm. But what this tells me is almost half the league believes that Connor McDavid, given a one-game situation, he's the guy you want because he's the best player in the NHL. That's what this this poll is telling me. Yeah, that's that's a good point there. And look, Connor McDavid now leads the league in points. I remember saying that maybe he would get dethroned, and I was stupid to suggest that. So I will eat. <laughs> those words but yeah this is not looking good if you're in the austin matthews for the ted Lindsay award for this reason is it the right is it right to say that is it right for it to be that way personally i don't think so but um there's always players have this prevailing opinion on certain guys and what they've done throughout their careers so i'm hoping that players when they vote for the award this year they'll say oh well no we're talking about this season and there hasn't been anyone better than matthews this season so hopefully yeah he deserves some more respect from his peers uh absolutely all right let's move on to the next one here uh is this the passing one best tick handler uh, Patrick Kane gets number one. McDavid number two makes a lot of sense. We probably just keep going. Let's just get to the one. Yeah, I think. Stop provoking. Matthew. Yeah, Matthews makes an appearance. Look at that. One point four percent believe he's the best stick handler. Best passer. I was a little surprised that Leon came out ahead. Not gonna lie. Like this has been Kane's award every year. Either Kane or Backstrom. Drysdale ends up with seventeen point seven percent of the vote. Uh, a full. 2.1 percentage points ahead of Patty Kane. A name not here, though. Another snub, Mitchell Marner. How is he not considered a top five passer in the league? I I think, look, Leon Dreisaitl is a great player. Do people regard him as the best passer? I did not, I, but, no. I, I mean, truth be told, I, I don't watch that. 82 Oilers games a year, so I – I don't know. I do not know. Um, and I've never played against him where I've had to defend a pass. So I am I guess I don't really have credibility to to answer that. The, the players do, and they say he does. But, yes, it's not something that I expected him to uh, – that wasn't a name I expected to see not a, alone, only at the top, but I didn't even expect to see him on, on the top five list. I always consider him a goal scorer. I mean, he could pass. Don't exactly. get me wrong but I always consider him more of a goal scorer than a playmaker. No, I think you're totally right on that. Like he, he's, he's not one dimensional. I'm like, we're like, it's not that it's just, I don't player. see him as like, if you're, I would actually put Nick Backstrom ahead just because we know what Nick Backstrom can do yeah. with the puck. Yeah. We've seen it. Well, I mean like I put Marner ahead of, Kucherov, probably. I'm surprised Martin didn't make the top five. Surprised he did not make the top five. There's, what, 525 votes on this bad boy? All right, let's move it along. Let's move it along here, David. Uh, Which player do you wish to shoot like Alex Ovechkin? 
beating out Austin Matthews with 53.1% of the vote. Matthews, 24% of the vote. To me, this is another legacy play. Um, it's just, it seems blasphemous for these players to not put Ovi's name at the top of the list, I think. Uh, and that's how you end up with Ovechkin with 53% of the vote. But it won't be long before Matthews is uh, overtakes Ovi on this ballot in the future. I'm also wondering if the players are, like some of the players actually do think Matthews deserves it, but they don't want to get be the ones to say it's not Ovi as well. Yeah, the legacy vote. It's exactly what it is. Also, yeah. line A in third. No thanks. I'll move Steven Stamkos ahead of Patty Line A. Uh, that's just my, my opinion. Uh, all right, let's move it on. I will say, though, Line A does have a good shot. It's just we don't see it that. Like, it's not as regarded anymore, but if he needs to, he can wire the puck. But, yeah, no, I wouldn't put him ahead of Stammer or even uh, even Pasternak. Yeah, I mean, like, I think the guy you can consider still to be a top five shooter, but three teams slightly, slight stretch. Uh, Most complete player, Crosby, comes in 29.5% of the vote. Barkov, 20.5% of the vote. Bergeron, 19.5 in third. McDavid in fourth. Kopitar in fifth. I would say this is a spot again where I thought perhaps this would be the year that we see Austin Matthews kind of creep in there. If we're talking about complete player, to me, Matthews is a more complete player than Connor McDavid. Yeah, that's 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 the head scratcher. And I'm sorry, Anze Kopitar, who's usually known as a stout defensive player, he's a minus player this year. <laughs> on a playoff team. On a playoff team. Like, this this is the uh, second time in his career. I'm just looking at stats now. Second time in his career that he's a minus vote. player. It's another legacy vote. That's what this is a lot this, of the time. Yeah, this, this just feels like there are certain players – it's it's a there's a there's it's like it's like the exclusive club and you have to do so much to get yourself into the room. Let's see and, what's uh what what's up next. What's the uh, another one that these guys? Oh, uh, I love this arena, one. This is my favorite one. Which arena has the best ice? The Bell Center comes in at thirty nine point six percent. Rogers Place at thirteen percent. Canada Life Center at twelve percent. All of the top three are in Canada. Ladies and gentlemen, T-Mobile Arena out in Vegas is what did you just do? Okay. Sorry, I asked. No, I saw it. <laughs> five five percent. Uh, look, it's no surprise that Scotiabank Arena is not on here. The ice it has. It might have the worst ice. I'm yeah, not gonna lie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the players got that one right. They absolutely did. This is probably like the only one where players like legitimately no. don't like they vote for exactly what they feel without any emotions toward a certain player. So this one, absolutely. I think uh, bell center is probably the correct call. Again, I've never skated on the bell center, but I'll take their word for it. Uh, what's uh, what else we got? Or is that which player do you least enjoy playing against, but would like to have on your team? Brad Marchand coming in first place. No surprise. Uh, Tom Wilson coming in third place with 10% of the vote. Surprised Connor McDavid. Like, why? I, well, yeah, I guess you hate playing against him because he's so damn good. I suppose that makes, uh, that makes a lot of sense. All right. We got to, we got to rip through a couple of these, uh, a couple more here. Actually, you know what? Okay. So 
best current women's player, Marie Felipe. They, they got this one right. They got I, actually. Right. I will say Sarah Nurse deserves to be higher. She Jeez. had a breakout. She she was a breakout star at the Olympics. I think she broke. Uh, she did she her. break Wick's record for points in a in an Olympic games? Yes, sir. Yeah, she did. Yeah, so yeah, perhaps he could move her up. I mean, Sarah Fillier also young, uh, young talent for for Canada. Also, she'll factor in here for many many years. Um, she'll make her way on this list. I believe that's it for on ice. Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. So let's take a quick break and uh, we'll tell you, uh, we'll get to the off ice portion, kind of the fun stuff that they talk about as well. But before we get to any of that, let me tell you about one of today's show sponsors. That's betonline.net. It's your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sport developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, the NHL playoffs, and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information and live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the betting trends and action. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked on Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano. Got Dave Morissuti with me. Let's pull up the NHLPA player poll. Let's get that thing back up here so we can go through the off-ice. And this is where the fun is, right? This is the stuff like funniest guy, best dressed, um, a bunch of of, of cool, um, just kind of funny stuff. So This is like so the first one is the – I mean, come on. If This should have had – I mean – not surprised that Vegas didn't get more, but I mean, this is hilarious. I am surprised. Uh, the best was it the best city to play in? Yeah, so the best road city to spend an off day. That's it to spend an off day. Vegas, unshockingly, comes in at thirty point six percent, which would explain the Vegas flu early in uh, in the NHL in their early existence, which didn't pay off. All those vaccines that everyone was getting into their system was even a vaccine for the Vegas flu. I think that's why the the Golden Knights aren't in the playoffs because the NHL got vaccinated. That's exactly why. No, I'm not going to. Uh, I, I, that's okay. That's, you, you did. I, All right. Uh, keep going. Keep going. Let's just let's see if we can get New York. Fort Lauderdale found to be a little interesting. But I guess that's because. Ah, oh, yeah. It's just a, a hot yeah. beach city. Which NHL player could make it in another sport? Pavelski, 4%, said golf. Andres Lee in football. That's interesting. That guy's um, a massive dude, so I don't I, I can see that one. Yeah, big Z <laughs> basketball. I like to see if he can actually play basketball. I'd like to see him get a basketball in his hand. Yeah, that'd be a lot interesting. Of go- a lot of golf here. Which I, makes I'm, sense. I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. Ryan Reeves in football. Sign me up to see Ryan because he's a big NFL fan too. So yeah. I'd like, I'd like well, to see it. Ryan Reeves get on the get built, the pads on there. Built like a a, a a like a middle linebacker. All right, player personality. This is where it gets interesting. This is where it gets fun. Which NHL player has the best hockey hair? Cody Eakin coming in at eight point nine percent. Look at that ginger mullet. Oh I, my goodness! I I, don't know, I didn't even know he had one. <laughs> Dude, I, I remember watching him play the one they played Buffalo a couple of weeks ago. I was like, look at that dude's lettuce, man. That salad is just immaculate. Immaculate. 
makes a lot of sense that he's out there. The Tanev brothers too have some great hair. Brandon coming in in fifth place. Um, I'm surprised they didn't use the photo of him that looks like you know he's surprised. Like, you oh know yeah, right. Yeah, the the, not, not far off, but he always has that same look on his face. John Merrill, that's a little, that's a surprising one there too. That's just a random, random one. Uh, which NHL player is the best follow on social media? PK Subban, sixteen point three percent. Yeah, I'd agree with that one. Austin Matthews, Big Daddy Math, coming in at eleven point eight. Uh, Brad Marchand comes in at third, six point nine. I'm a little surprised Marchand wasn't high higher there. He, well, he's, he he's been hot, a good. He was hot for like two weeks, and then he took that weird. He got suspended for like hitting Jari in the face with his stick, and he kind of fell off the face of the earth of social media. He said, "Okay, I'm done being a, a fun guy now. I'm gonna go back to being a prick." That's kind of what ended up happening. Uh, keep her moving. Let's keep her moving. We're we're up to we're what 35 minutes in see how quick we can go through here you passed by what the question was oh sorry which nhl player is the best role model crosby coming in at 42 percent. no surprise there no surprise whatsoever oh bergeron yeah flower mcdavid hold um, on here flower the guy who does all these pranks he's a role model you see what he did to his uh, Minnesota Wild teammates. Oh, Duhame when he put uh, he put uh, the packing peanuts in his car. I know. I, I thought, yeah, it was it was it was him. I thought it was um, uh, who's the defenseman there? Dumba. <laughs> no, they said when Flower comes to town, like the prank. Oh, I know he's a prankster, but I thought it was Dumba who did that prank specifically. I could be wrong, <laughs> or maybe it was a, a combo thing. They they both did it together, perhaps. Yeah, Flower. I mean, he's a, he's a great person. He's also a prankster, so you're, you're going with the good and the bad here. Oh, here we go. Which non-NHL athlete would you like to trade places with for a day? Tom Brady coming in as the number one uh, athlete, 18%. Tiger Woods at 10.5%. I'll be honest. I thought Tiger probably, like, like I'm surprised Tiger didn't come in or LeBron didn't come in a little bit higher. Tom Brady, the number one choice. That I find to be a little bit interesting. The man uh, wins. A lot of these guys want to win, and Tom Brady is the model of that right now. Well, Tiger Woods has won. And- Roger oh, Federer I found it a little interesting because, you know, I mean, Roger Federer, a GOAT, but haven't seen him play recently, so this is a legacy one here. Yeah. But, Roger- and, yeah, that's it for that one there. That's it for that one there. Oh, whatever! What happened to like uh, best dressed and all that? What we don't Is that have that here. I'm just looking here. Yep, nope. We got them all here. Nonsense! I was really hoping that uh, Patty Line, Patrick Line, would most definitely be the guy who I was going to vote for for that. But that was notorious. Well, next year, uh, if they don't do it, we'll have to do our own locked on Leafs player poll. I don't yeah, know maybe, our maybe. Subs- our our subscriber poll. There was uh, Henrik Lundqvist was just like a, a lock for best dressed every year. Oh, the, the guy is just a lock for anything when it involves fashion, looks, no contest. Yeah. No, here, most talented right. guy can play guitar. Yeah, 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 that's true. That video just... was rolling around there for a little bit earlier this year. Yeah, he was uh, man, <laughs> to be to be half as talented as Henrik Lundqvist, or half as good-looking as Henrik Lundqvist, boy, would I ever be 
extremely successful in life if that were the case. But uh, nah, I was dealt a lesser hand in, in both departments, apparently. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, fun stuff, Dave. Fun stuff. I always love going through that. I'm a little upset that we didn't get the best dress. That one's one of my favorites to see who kind of pops up. But in my opinion, I'm I'm giving it to Patty Line. I, I think that guy's just he rocks a different color suits, the sunglasses. The guy's awesome. Um, could put Matthews in there, but also how about like what Lucic has been showing up in recently? Seeing those uh, Saturday oh, yeah. nights when he's just showing up in a nice little suit with the cowboy hat and just he, like the- he knows what's up. He knows what's up. Oh, absolutely. He knows exactly what he's doing the second that he walks through, uh, hoping that the other team gets a glimpse of that and says, oh, boy, we're in one tonight. We are in one. All right, Dave, that's going to do it for us here today on the pod. I'd like to thank everyone for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On These Podcasts on all podcast platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs and follow Dave at D underscore Morasuti. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll be previewing the final game of the regular season for the Toronto Maple Leafs. They got the Bruins in town. We can't wait for it to be over, but we are going to bring you the preview tomorrow. So make sure that you're subscribed and come back uh, if you're on YouTube because we'll have that content for you. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.